Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome. It's September. It's the last week of FASD Awareness Month, and we are advocating around the globe. Today, we will be having an update from Mary Ellen and Paula McPhail of O'Shea's FASD Brain Domain. Welcome. I am so excited to be speaking with my friends from across the ocean. I am reuniting with Mary Ellen and Paula McPhail of O'Shea's FASD, now known as O'Shea's FASD Brain Domain, because they have expanded O'Shea's, which is one of the many things we're going to talk about today. And they are doing wonderful things. So I would like to welcome back to FASD Hope, Mary Ellen and Paula McPhail of O'Shea's FASD. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks. Thank you, Natalie, for having us. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Um, yeah, but thank you for having us. It's my pleasure, too. I, I'm so thankful to have you back. Now, I can't believe it's been this long, but it's been over a year since we last spoke. We've spoken in 2021. And when we last spoke, O'Shea's was based in Scotland and you all were just starting to get that space that you were talking about to have all these wonderful programs and services. A lot has happened since then. Um, can you both fill us in on the exciting updates and the expansion of O'Shea's? Yeah, um, we have been here for a year now and we've had a few changes. We've had like a name change, as you said, at the beginning. Um We've also had a lot of people that's came on board to help us out. So we couldn't do this without our lovely volunteers. We're volunteers. Um, we have my daughter, Ashley. So we've got my other daughter that's came on board. And she's really good at the management skills of things. So um, she she's seen us struggling and she come on and she's like, Mom, I'll help you out for a wee while. Because um, she's got two babies under two. So it's like difficult for her. And then we ended up, um, we needed an admin and I'm more than positive, we had a gift from God. She came walking in the door at the exact time we needed her. And Fiona is a lovely volunteer who came on board those years. And I mean, she was hired on the spot. <laughs> I was like, I think you've been sent to me. You are a gift from God. It was, you know how things like that just happen, Natalie. It just happens at the right time. Absolutely. Then, so we had that. And then we've also got other volunteers. We've got um, Gina, who comes on. She's a retired midwife. And she's happy to help with absolutely anything or whatever you're needing. I will be there. I'll do it. She is amazing. I think all our volunteers are good, aren't they? Yeah. We've got Rory as well. He's helping out with some peer mentorships with our young adults and our teenagers. Um, and he wanted to help us out with a few applications for like funding applications. 
Um, Louise is another volunteer we've got. Um, I don't want to miss anybody because <laughs> I'm saying names. Um, Louise is um, a volunteer that's came on board who is making us up an actual programme on money management and how we can engage with money where kids were giving them pocket money. And it's all do, done through seeing and it's done through likes of monsters and how would you speak to this person or this monster if you had money? So uh, she's making us up a programme about it. So we're really excited to see the outcome of that. We've got a wee girl called Emma that's just, she's in uni, she's had placements in school and she just wants to learn from us. She's, she's picked up already as a young student in um, nursery schools that the kids that are misbehaving are the ones that are getting left behind. And she was like, and I always know that there's something behind the behaviour, but people don't seem to get that. So she's a young, a young girl that wants to, I mean, I think she was in your college class, wasn't she? No, that was Louise. Oh, that was Louise. Um, and she was like, I really just want to help these kids that are getting left behind. So we're really glad to have them on board. Well, we're <laughs> going to talk to Paula in a minute about the amazing yeah. advocacy she did recently. but. Mary Ellen, I am so, so thrilled to hear about how much is going on with O'Shea's. I, I remember when we when we talked last year, we had these plans and you had, you know, just these wonderful ideas and plans. And I love following O'Shea's. So if you're listening, if you don't follow O'Shea's, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook, follow them, go to their beautiful website. Um, I am so thrilled and I would love to see you know, a, 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 an amazing organization like O'Shea's in every state here in the United States, because what you're doing is so comprehensive and especially, and, and we've talked about this as I, I'm, I'm the mom of a young adult with an FASD, you're really meeting a need with those, those mentorship programs for those teens and young adults. That is so needed here in the States. That's what something that I love hearing about what you're doing because oftentimes we know that there's services when kids are in school and like you said you're even following up with these wonderful programs with your volunteers who are following up on the kids who are falling behind to get behind what what we know you know the symptom behind the behavior but when our kids get to be in their teens and in their late teens early 20s then there are really no support. So I am just so thankful to hear that you're starting that. And I hope that other organizations will, will maybe reach out to you and see how you're doing that so that that can happen. You know, that really, really needs to happen. So hooray, I am just so happy to hear what you're doing and to hear about, again, the location that you have the expansion. So let's talk about what activities and what events you're doing in your physical location, because I know you are running some wonderful programs there. So we do some Macton, um, that is our online classes that we do. And uh, we also do... The Macaton is for parents, Natalie. We we teach the parents the Macaton, and Macaton is a sign language. Um, and we teach the parents so that they can teach the kids because their kids can't sit to 
learn to communicate. So we do like baby steps with the, the parents so that they can communicate because that was so about, uh, vital for my wee boy when I struggled with the communication and he struggled. But when we went to Makaton, he thrived. And so I wanted to put that in for our kids. It's wonderful. And um, we also do money management, management sorry, for our um, kids to learn them how to deal with money. Like physically, we do it with like monsters, like my mum was saying. Um, Louise does that and she does it with like monsters where they can see it rather than telling them. Um, nice. One thing that I noticed and I love when you post this, um, you all do sensory time. Can yes. you talk a little bit about that? Because I love when you post that. So we have a sensory room here in our center and it's it's like dark because it's got lots of lights in it um, and it's very calming and it's a big ball pit as well so the kids can go in and play. Um, so what, if somebody's having like a meltdown or anything like that, we just will put, we'll take them into there and they can sit in there and they can play for five minutes or until they've calmed down. And it's just, it, just to calm them down and get all the sensories so calm. calm. A lovely quiet um, place for the kids to go to and mums, there's like two seats sits outside the room for them to have a coffee and just just have a chat and let their kids just chill or they can go in and lie down on the, the mats and chill with them. So that. that's, we do also do water therapy where we play with the water. Oh, kids love water. So we just like, we do that as well and your kids are thriving and uh I love that and I love seeing those posts so well, I'm sorry keep 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 sharing some of uh, that's yeah. just I think I'm just beginning to to learn the many things that are happening there at at O'Shea's what what else is going on there at the center uh, we also have an in-house counsellor who does online counselling so we can you can see a counsellor within a week with O'Shea's and that you can't really get that anywhere else. So she's like, she's like gold dust, um, and she's really, really good. So she's another one of our um, lovely volunteers, Leslie. Yes, and we also do the mind mapping for children. Natalie, you know the mind mapping tool that um, Facets does. We've kind of adapted it a wee bit. The reason that we're doing the mind mapping is because we want to empower parents and give them the words of the 10 brain domains like executive function and sensory motor skills. They, then we can say, some, most of our parents don't know the words that they need when they go to a clinician and we give them the words. So, and it's all, I'll ask them the questions and it's like a 12 hour interview that they have with myself. And we go through questions, we go through questionnaires about executive functioning and then we put a plan together for them. But Paula works with the children, because um, I, I work with the parents, but Paula will have a few sessions with the kids. And what is it you do with them? So I basically um, get them to draw their own brain and tell me how their brain is different. Um, and basically tell them, sorry, let me start that again. I, draw, I let them draw their brains and tell me how they see their brains and tell me what's good about their brain and what's not so good. Um, and then at the end, it's just to show them that everybody's got a different brain. It's not everybody's got the same brain. Um, and I draw my brain as well, and it's a bit everywhere. So. 
And I, I think we the, the brain drawing is really, it's a visual for our kids to see and that gets put into the assessment, Natalie, because that, that lets me know where the kids' strengths are and we can start putting strategies in place for families so that they can work on their strengths. But we also, our kids, we've all got a love language and we really need to know what our love language is so that and know what your kids' love language is because they know everybody receives love the same way. And I just think that once we've found the love language and then we know what their strengths are and then we know what they, what they want to work on from themselves, we can, we can make that happen. It's powerful when you actually see it all coming together and then people come back and say, oh my God, I have now got the things in place for my kid. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and people are like before, it was like people and doctors are not listening to me. School thinks I'm an overactive parent, like a helicopter parent, and I'm not. So I just think that the mind mapping thing is really, really crucial. And then obviously I'm doing my online classes and um, parenting classes with Robbie, Robbie Seal and I. Yes, yes. Um, are doing um, a six weeks parenting class and our first one is with adopters. So we're really, and I think it starts next Monday, so we're really excited about it. And that will be about learning your child's love language again and learning about the brain and then putting strategies and stuff in place for your kids. I love that. And we love Robbie. She's such a wonderful advocate and such a wonderful friend in FASD. Oh my goodness. Hearing all of that, Paula and Mary Ellen, it just makes me so hopeful. And you are, I love hearing about the mind mapping because, you know, having, I've, I've been in the facets training what one of the one days in two of the three days, which I know they do it differently now, but when you do that activity and when you understand how your mind works and how your loved one's mind works. That is so huge. And that really helps because we, we know that with FASD or any other brain diagnosis, we can't change that child's brain. And you know what? We don't want to, what we want to do is we want to accommodate and support. And like you said, I love that and learn their love language, find out how the best way they can feel loved and supported. I love that. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to hear that. So before we talk about your expansion, because not only have you expanded within Scotland, but you've expanded beyond your country's borders. I want to talk to Paula for a minute. I believe it was last week or the week before it was this month. Paula shared an article. She wrote an article and it was shared. And I actually shared it on, on FASD Hope. And I know a lot of other advocates did. She discussed how her brain was and she discussed what she thought before she learned about having FASD and afterwards. Paula, you wrote that article so, so well, and it was such a valuable insight for not only parents, but anyone who wants to know about what it's like having an FASD. Can you talk just a little bit about what inspired you to write that article? So what it was, what, um, also I'm very open about FASD and having the condition um, and you can ask me any questions. So what it was is um, one of the families, one of the people we know in Ireland um, says we've got a journalist who would like to 
um, do a piece on you and your mum, um, would you be able to do that? And we said yes. And then she came to us and she says, I actually want to, she's going to do a piece on my mum, but she wants to do a piece on me because she feels like FASD and individuals, isn't, there's not enough information about it and there's not enough people out talking about it. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I would like to focus on you. And I was like, that's fine with me. So that's how we kind of got the, the reason why I did it. And um, she came to me and she, she just asked me questions about um, what my childhood was like for living with FSD. And my mum was more to talk about that because I don't really remember my childhood as much. Um, and then she was like, how I got my diagnosis and how um, I used to love reading books but couldn't take in the information. <laughs> and my mum used to buy me a book all the time. And I used to have hundreds of books and I never be able to read it because I could read them, but I couldn't take in the information. I would just read the first chapter like over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and then about how I'm getting the diagnosis um, was really hard um, from social work because I was in foster care. And um, when I finally got it and how it changed my life completely before my diagnosis of FASD, my confidence was really, really low. My relationship with my parents weren't, were, was breaking down. Um, I was really struggling at school as well, um, but I got my diagnosis and everything completely changed. The relationship with my parents got better because of the strategies get put into place. And there was a reason behind why I couldn't brush my teeth in the morning or why I couldn't remember to brush teeth, wash my face, like wear the right clothes on the right day. Um, or do more than one task, um, basically. And school was School was hard to get the supports in, but eventually I got them. Mm -hmm. um, and then my life just changed. And then I opened up Ogies and now I'm an advocate for everybody else. And you're an amazing advocate, Paula. Oh my goodness. And reading that article again, I know I used the word hope a lot, but it gave me so much hope because hope, I, I, I pray and I hope that people, especially teens and young adults who have FASD, who, who are struggling the way you had struggled, I hope they can read it and say, you know what? She understands my journey. She understands what I'm going through. And when we know, and we talked about this in our last episode, um, when we know we're not alone, then I think that that really helps our supports and it helps our advocating and it helps our accommodating. Just knowing that you're not alone, which is what you have done. You all have done so beautifully at O'Shea's. You know, when we work together and build a community and support each other, that is just, that is so much hope right there because then you don't feel, oh, I can't do this or, oh, I'm so alone on this journey. So I am so thankful on behalf of the listeners um, and anyone who follows you, Paula, thank you for sharing that article. It was fantastic. And I'm going to put a link to that article in our social media post for this week, as well as in um, today's program notes. So you can read Paula's words because they really are inspiring and encouraging. So, so thank you, Paula. Let's talk now because this is, um, this is an update and I really want people to know, let's talk how O'Shea's is going beyond your country's borders and how it's expanding. Yeah, we, O'Shea's has joined um, FASD Aware NI and it's called for Northern Ireland. Um, Alison McNamara and her family um, who live in Northern Ireland. She was trying to set up her kick and 
um, for a not-for-profit community interest company and she, um, her and I got talking and we were, it's like everything else, Natalie, we, we're, we're all mums and we're, we all want the same thing and it's normally mums that start things for FASD and um, and she was like, oh, I just wish I could do what you are doing over there. So we invited her and asked her if she would like to do that. And she accepted, which was amazing. Um, so she's doing OJ's Northern Ireland, which is perfect. It's still very slow. We're still at the very beginning. So it, it'll probably take us a wee while to everything ironed out. And then we asked Robbie if she would like to come on board. So we've now got OJ's Canada, which is, oh my God, that is just amazing. Um, to I, when Robbie told me that I, I like almost fell out of my chair when Robbie told me that I am so excited for that partnership. Yes. And I think Robbie was like, Oh, I wonder if Natalie would like to do it. And you, <laughs> I, 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 I'm juggling about 10 bowling balls right now, <laughs> but I will happily, you know, and, and we can, we know here on FASD hope that um, when you put something out there that people will respond. So you know what? We could use an O'Shea's here in the United States. So if anyone is an advocate who is listening that is interested in representing O'Shea's in the United States, I want you to reach out to Paula and to Mary Ellen with O'Shea's in Scotland and learn about the expansion because yes, I think that would be fantastic. I would do it myself, but I'm a little busy. <laughs> but again, just like with Run FASD, when Rebecca shared her dream and it came true, yeah. let's put this out there. So if you're listening and if you want to help O'Shea's expand into the United States, I'm going to put the, their contact information in the notes. That would be awesome. Let's get O'Shea's everywhere because Definitely. what you're doing, the program that you're doing is so terrific, so comprehensive and so supportive that we need it. So this is my call. O'Shea, let's have an O'Shea's in the United States. So if you're interested, reach out to, to Mary Ellen and Paula. Thank you for the invite. I would accept if I were, if I weren't so busy at the moment. <laughs> so, so, okay. So that's O'Shea's Canada, O'Shea's Northern Ireland and O'Shea's Scotland. Again, yeah. we talked, it, it was a little over a year ago. I, I am just so incredibly amazed by how much this has expanded and how O'Shea's has grown. And I also know Robbie indicated that you're working on getting your book published too. Let's talk a little bit about that before, before we uh, start wrapping up. So um, obviously the reason why we have Oji the Octopus is because my wee brother, we, my mom and dad get told when he was four months old that we'd never be able to walk, talk or do anything. He's 14 years old, he's six feet tall, he's walking, he's talking, <laughs> he's doing it all. Um, so he, when he was in primary three, he made up a book and it was about OG the Octopus, who got invited to a birthday party by Johnny the Dolphin, and it was a shit party, so he had to go and borrow socks from all his friends, and at the end, he washed them and gave them back, and at the end, he, for his birthday, he got socks. That's why he's got all the different coloured socks on. <laughs> so the book that he made, we're hoping to get that published, and we're just looking for someone to do that. 
Yes. So that's another call. That's another call for someone. If you want to help support getting the O'Shea's book published, which is a beautiful children's book. I've seen the graphics. I haven't, you know, seen the full book, but um, if you're interested in helping Mary Ellen and Paula with that, again, their contact information is in the program notes, as well as you can reach out to us on our social media posts. So if you're interested in helping either donating or saying, Hey, I know how to do that. That's, that's another call. I'm, I'm putting a lot of call to actions in this episode today <laughs> because you all are wonderful friends and I want to see what you're doing just grow. Oh my goodness. So that that's wonderful. And Paula, I love you shared O'Shea's book with us last time. I love when you share that because that's just such a sweet story. And um, it really is one that I think children will appreciate and children will relate to. So that is wonderful. So we are airing this episode the last week of September, which is, we know we've all been advocating like anything, um, FASD Awareness Month. We have one more week left in this month, and I strategically am releasing this episode on Tuesday, September 27th, because you have something big coming up on September 30th. Am I correct? Can you share about that? Yes, so here in OG's, we are having an OG's Fun Day to celebrate basically FSD and get the awareness of FSD out there. So what we have done is we've asked our local businesses um, around us to come in and have a stall and basically just um, activate for themselves and for us. And we're going to have lots of games and lots of the police is coming for with their cars um yeah i think it's like all the partnerships that we've made up with in the community and we've asked them to come along and do a stall because we're all working together um and in our area so we've actually set up a baby bank as well in our area so anybody that's needing any baby things they can come to us um and we will provide that for them um we are also, um, yeah, so we're raising funds for the support group. See, for the peer mentorships, we're raising funds at the fundraiser for that so that we can get your kids out into the community and do life skills. I love that. So that's on September 30th? Yes. yes. Okay. So we're airing this episode on Tuesday the 27th. So that gives you all three days, anyone who's listening, to if you're in the area, to go participate. If you want to learn how you can contribute or donate or support, again, I'm saying I I sound like a broken record, but contact information is in today's notes as well as on social media posts. We will be putting links in our posts as well. And, and just reminders. So Friday, September 30th, O'Shea's fun day. I love that. I, I really hope that it's a success. And um, if you're listening to this after the 30th, It's not too late. You can still donate. You can still find out how you can support and volunteer for O'Shea. So um, even though the event is on the 30th, the the advocacy continues on. It's year round. I love, love hearing that. So before we end, how can people get in touch with you? So they can get in touch with us through our Facebook at O'Shea's Bring Domains. Or they can get in touch with us through our website at www.ogs.org or they can contact us on 01292 261094. 
And we will be putting all of that information in, again, today's program notes, as well as in our social media posts. And I'm so happy. It, it, we used to, when the last I spoke with you, it was O'Shea's FASD, and now it's O'Shea's Brain Domain. And I love that. You are expanding in every sense of the word, your organization, your physical, beautiful center, and now with your advocacy going beyond um, your area. So I am just so excited to bring this update to our listeners. You know that it's FASD Awareness Month, but we need to have FASD awareness and support every single day of the year, not just in the month of September. Thinking about the growth of O'Shea's, which has been tremendous, um, especially over the past year. Let's leave our listeners with words of hope about how a little dream can turn into this wonderful, wonderful, um, I think you all are such a blessing to the FASD community and how you have become such a support for so many families, for so many people and, and schools and, you know, your local governments, you are educating, you're supporting, you are serving um, so many people. I, I'd like each of you to share just a word of hope that our listeners can take if they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not big enough to do this big thing. You all started small and now you all are expanding across the globe. Um, so Mary Ellen, I'll start with you. What words of hope do you have for our listeners? Um, I think my words of hope is I know that it can be really, really tough sometimes and with the right supports and accommodations in place, you can thrive as a family. And my one thing I always say, only because I did it myself, was ask your child what they need. I mean, when Paula was having meltdowns and I said to her one day, like, what is it, what is it you're needing? And she was like, a cuddle. Now it's like, a cuddle. <laughs> because when they're following you, Natalie, and they're screaming, you're like, go to your room, like, just go and chill out and leave me and um but not now so we've not had a meltdown since we because we just give Paula cuddles and no reason the answers I think if you ask them what they need to tell you love that I love that and Paula how about you so mine is basically just saying never give up because I know it's hard and I've been there and it's been really hard and you want to give up but there's people out there that support you. You will get the right supports in place and it does get better, but you just got to keep going. And also just, just I think for the parents is your child is never going to change. The parents need to change. And uh, once you change your behavior and how you work with your child, you, you'll survive. <laughs> Mary Ellen and Paula McPhail, we are blessed to have you in this world and everything that you're doing through O'Shea's and your family's journey from struggling to now supporting others. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for having us. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week and remember to be informed, take care, 
and always have hope.